Hello, and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. This podcast is dedicated to the aspiring writer and artist, and will provide inspiration and tips from top professionals in the field. Today's guest is Damon Courtney, the CEO of BookFunnel. Damon is both an author as well as a programmer. He's a serious nerd and geek combined in one, and that's what you needed to have created this thing called BookFunnel. Uh, he wrote an epic fantasy series called Dragon Bond that uh, he desperately wanted to give to the world. He had already published two books, and now the third and final book in his, to him, magnificent trilogy was complete, but how to find readers. And so begins the story of Book Funnel. And upon that, I'm going to uh, introduce and say, hello, Damon. Hey, John. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, we met at uh, Superstars in um, Colorado Springs. This is... For me, a really good opportunity to provide something I think aspiring writers as well as um, any publishers need to know about. And I know we at Galaxy Press have used your services now for um, multiple years with great success. So let's just get into this. And so a little bit about then the history and the story begins on BookFunnel. How did that actually go? Yes, you know, starting with um, you had that third book and now what? So I, I had finished the first two books, and, and at that point I thought, you know, maybe I should be trying to get people to read these instead of just kind of flopping them out there. And so I had started to kind of build up on my knowledge on marketing efforts. You know, this was in the early days of self-publishing, and so there was a lot of – I mean, there's still a lot of information out there, but um, there was a lot of information out there. And, and one of the pieces that that we still hear a lot today was – you know, you should be building a, a, a mailing list or a newsletter or some way that you can talk directly to your readers. And, you know, in order to do that, the best way to do it is to offer them some sort of cookie or a reader magnet or, or some kind of short story that just says, hey, here's a, a, a sample of my writing you can read for free. And, you know, if you like it, sign up for my newsletter and you you get this free story, right? And I thought, well, that's a great idea. So I went off and I, I between books two and three, I went off and wrote a short story. And uh, ended up being 25,000 words, so not terribly short, but I I'm not very good at editing. So, uh, it, uh, but I was like, okay, cool. It's a, it's a, I felt like it was a really solid story. It was a good example of what my writing was like. So if you like this, if you like this story, I think you're going to like my books, right? And so I had put the, um, I, I, had, I was going to give that away as my little reader magnet and was setting up the mailing list and trying to figure out how am I going to deliver this thing? And I couldn't find a good answer. I, I Googled around. I, I actually signed up for every, you know, major self-published author at the time, signed up for all their newsletters because they were all doing this, right? This was giving away some little free, you know, example of their writing as a, as a, as an enticement to join their list. I signed up for all of them and all of them were just emailing people, these digital ebook files. And, and then that was it. You know, zip files type thing, huh? Yeah, but yeah, some of them really were a zip file, which is even worse because now I've got to unzip it and then I've got to figure out what to do with the files. Uh, so I thought this is this isn't good. This can't be the this can't be the only way to do this. So I kept looking. Nobody really had a better solution, and I thought, well, I'm an engineer. I, my wife will tell you that I find I can all I th I always think I can solve something better with software. Uh, and so I actually set out to to solve this problem for myself first. And then the deeper I got into it, I thought, oh, this is actually pretty good. This actually works really well. I think that other authors, other indie authors, and, and eventually publishers could use this too. And that was really the the whole catalyst of BookFunnel. And so I had to, but I had to put it on pause because I hadn't finished the third book yet. And I tend to be 
I, I tend to move very quickly from one project to another. And if I don't finish the last one first, I will probably never finish the last one because I'll go on and I'll find something new and exciting, right? You ask any author, right. what's their favorite book? And the one they're current, the one they're not writing yet, right? The, the one they're currently working on is a slog and they're thinking about abandoning it. But this new idea is definitely going to be the one that they finish. So I, I made myself promise that I was going to finish the trilogy because that was that was the last book, and then I would have the completed trilogy, and I felt like the the story was complete, and then I could go on, and that's exactly what I did. I finished the third book, then I went on and built Book Funnel, and unfortunately haven't gotten back to my writing since because here we are seven years later, and I'm still writing. Book How many Funnel. years? Seven years. We started. We opened our doors in October of 2015, so we're almost at the end of this summer. We'll be hitting seven years of of doing Book Funnel. Wow. So now on the the whole reception of this, because it's, it's the whole thing of, of book funnel is, um, well, why don't we go over a little bit, just an overview of who your audience is and why the people listening to this need to really pay attention to what you're saying. Right. So that was, a, that was the next piece that I, I kind of forgot about, which is what book funnel really does. And what I try to, when people ask me what it does and I try to describe it, we are there to deliver ebooks and audiobooks outside of the traditional store system that you're probably used to, right? So everybody can publish their books on Amazon. We can get our books into Nook and Google Play and Kobo and all these other stores now. But there are times when an author or a publisher wants to distribute their books outside of those store systems. And that is where we come in. We are we call ourselves platform agnostic, meaning I don't care what kind of reading device the reader has. If they have a Kobo Forma, if they have a Kindle Paperwhite, they have an iPhone, they have an Android tablet, whatever thing they have in their hand, we're going to help them get their book so that they can read it on that and or, or listen to it. We, we added audiobook support a couple of years ago, and so now we can ship audiobooks, short form audio, as well as uh, ebooks. And And so what that allows you to do is like my original purpose, um, give away an, a reader magnet. I'm, I want you to sign up for my newsletter, and here's this free novella that I've written. Again, started as a short story, ended up a novella, but here's this novella that I've written as a, as a thank you gift and as a, an example of the kind of writing that you're going to get from me, the kind of stories that I tell. Um, and then on top of that, we have now, many, many years later, we have authors that do all kinds of things. They send out bonus content to their existing newsletter. They're super fans. They send out free short stories or they send out teaser chapters and things like that. On top of that, we have authors and publishers who've built their own bookstores. So they're building their own bookstores on their own websites, and we're handling the delivery of all of those eBooks and audiobooks. So not the paperback side. There, there are other mechanisms to handle that piece, but we do all the digital delivery of eBooks and audiobooks. So as more indie authors especially have gotten into building out their own bookstores, um, we're there to handle the delivery of that because that was the piece that was kind of missing, right? Being able to sell online, you know, PayPal has been around for two decades and Shopify and Etsy and all these other places had come about where you could sell stuff, but the ability to deliver it and make sure that the reader was actually going to get it onto their device and be able to read it was the, the sort of missing piece of that. And that was where we stepped in to solve that problem. We want to make sure that once the reader gets the thing that they were promised, that they're going to be able to get it to the device where they can actually read and listen on. I get it. So now, you mentioned you've got the the ebooks, but you got audiobooks. Now you must have some serious server farms out there that's going to rapidly start rivaling uh, what Amazon or Google. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're not doing traffic like that, but we do. Yeah, with audiobooks, we had to add um, much bigger infrastructure. You know, ebooks generally tend to be one or two megabytes. You know, you can send an EPUB or Mobi file, Mobi file that's a couple of megabytes, a PDF maybe ten megabytes, something like that. Audiobooks get to hundreds and sometimes hundreds of megabytes or sometimes even gigabytes. But um, it's all, you know, it, it's just, in the end, it's just file delivery. We, we actually had to build, for audiobooks, you know, when we built ebooks, everybody was already reading in a reading app that they liked, right? Somebody mm -hmm. had already downloaded the Kindle app or they had the Kobo app or the Nook app. And so when we built BookFunnel, it was all designed to where we are going to help you get the book into the reading app or onto the device that you're already reading on. So people love their Kindle app. They love their Kobo app. They want all their books in one place. And we said, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get your book there. With audiobooks, it was a little bit different. You can't you can't just load a random book into the Audible app. If you didn't buy it on Audible, it's not going to show up there. So we actually had to go out and build an app and a, and a cloud audio player and a whole experience. We basically had to build the whole experience from the ground up so that we could ship audiobooks to readers in the same way that they're used to getting it from Audible and other listening apps. Meaning that if you listen on multiple devices, it syncs your position so that you pick it up on one device, it'll continue playing where you left off. If you're sitting at work and you're listening in your browser and then you grab your phone on the drive home, it's always going to sync up and pick up wherever you left off last. So there was a lot of infrastructure that we had to build out to, to create audiobooks. But we, audiobooks was one of those features where we opened our doors in, in 2015, and within a week, people were asking us when we were going to do audiobooks. And I was like, guys, we, we just, it's been a week, we just got ebooks. can you give us a chance? And so it took years before we did that. It was actually November of 2020 when we finally launched audiobooks. It took us that long to build it out because it was so much more infrastructure and required us to build out an app and a whole lot of other reader experience things. So the app is, that's consumers. So like if a person then, but that's, so how does this work? Because you don't necessarily interact directly with a consumer. You're, you deal with the author who then has to interact with the, with the consumer or how does that work? So let's say that you're going to sign, you, you have a newsletter and the goal obviously is to get those readers to you, the author, right? I mm -hmm. am just here. BookFunnel is just here to help deliver the free, the thing that you're offering them in exchange for signing up. And that can be an ebook, an audiobook, short audio, something like that. But let's just say we're an ebook, right? So your job is to send them the emails and be personable and be your author self and, and let them know who you are and the kinds of books that you write. And my job is just to step in and say, here's the thing that you were promised. If you need help, let us know and we'll help you get it to your device. And, and then we went through a step of questions where we say, oh, I, well, I see that you're reading on an iPad already. Is that where you want to keep reading? And then, okay, we'll help you get the book onto your iPad and whatever your reading app is. So the, the BookFunnel app is a reader-facing piece, right? It's not for the author. It is for the reader to be able to either read and listen to their books in our app. So if you, uh, we, part of the reason we built the app initially was we had a lot of readers, surprisingly, like we, indie authors, and especially people that are in the sort of self-publishing space, we're all about eBooks, right? You know, some of us, some still read paperbacks, but a lot of us have moved on to eBooks and, and we're very comfortable in that world. Mm -hmm. What you don't realize is that most of the world still hasn't moved on. They still read paper books. And so m we get a lot of readers every week who, for them, this is the first time they've ever gotten an eBook in their life. And so they don't have a Kindle app. They don't have a Kobo. They don't have a Nook. They don't have anything. They've never read an eBook in their life. And so for them, here we were, originally, we were stepping in and saying, well, 
go download the Kindle app, sign up for an Amazon account if you don't already have one, uh, log in, and run through these steps so that you can get your book into it. Instead of now the experience is just, oh, you don't already have a reading app, then just download the BookFunnel app, type in this little code, and you'll be reading in seconds. So our app was initially built because we needed it for audiobooks, but we decided that it was a better experience to build in our own ebook reader as well. And really, the for a lot of readers who like to read in their Kindle app or they have a Paperwhite or something like that, they are actually just using our app as more of a library management tool. So here's all of the books you've gotten from your favorite book funnel authors, and you can just send them off to your Kindle anytime that you want to read them. And the app does all of that. It manages your library, it lets you listen to audiobooks, it lets you read ebooks, and it lets you send those books to another app that you would prefer to read it. I get it. So now you mentioned um, that people use your app for like library management. So can a consumer just go to bookfunnel.iloveReading or ilovelistening.com and, and see which authors are there, then click on that and then download? No, everything that we do is, is driven by our authors. So we don't have a, a reader-facing platform on like bookfunnel.com where we're offering a bunch, of book, uh, a bunch of books or introducing them to authors. We've talked about ideas like that and, and probably will end up building something like that in the future. But for right now, we really try to focus on building the author's brand and not BookFunnel's brand. So our goal is to get them to your website, to your ebook. We don't, for example, they land on, on a page offering them the, the, to subscribe to the newsletter for John Goodwin. We don't offer them, oh, and here's a bunch of other books that you might also like to read. We, we don't do that. We say, here is who you came to sign up for, right? Because that's what we originally designed BookFunnel for, was to help authors build their list and build their brand. So right. we do have features on BookFunnel that allow you to work with other authors in your genre to find and share new readers and things like that. But BookFunnel right. isn't driving that traffic ourselves. The traffic that we're working on building is, is you, the author, are driving your own traffic so that you can control where you're getting your traffic from and the kinds of readers that you're getting into your funnel. I get it. Every Christmas, I get a uh, Christmas card from Kevin and Rebecca. And then there's a little card that says, here's your free um, $5, you know, for, for a, a cup of coffee at Starbucks. And then a, a little piece of paper that has a link to enjoy this book with a cup of coffee on, on us for Christmas. So is that you? That's us. Yeah. Kevin J. Anderson sends out a Christmas. We're on his Christmas list, too. So I get my, uh, my Starbucks gift card. And yeah, every year he, he sends out, he picks a short story or a book or something that he wants to send out. And if you're on Kevin J. Anderson's Christmas list, and if you're not, go, go, go tag him and ask to be on it. But uh, he'll send out a free sh uh, story, and that's sent out through us. And so, for example, I got his uh, Christmas card this year, and I went and read the story. It was actually a really great story. It was, uh, it was kind of a, a telling of how— the ghost Charles, of Christmas yeah, always. Yes, exactly. And it was kind of the story of how Charles Dickens received, you know, the the ghost him personally that ended up having him write the story. It's a beautiful story. Uh, it was really, really great. And uh, yeah, yeah I was a little and read card it. there. It's smaller than a business card, but you see me holding it in front of you here. Yeah. And uh, it's a uh, it has the book cover on it. It's for the holidays. We invite you to enjoy a warm drink and a good book on us. Download your free ebook copy of The Ghost of Christmas Always with bonus book, A Christmas Carol, at dl.bookfunnel.com, and then his, the code for his book, Wishing You Health and Cheer, Kevin J. Anderson, Rebecca Mesta. And then to buy a signed copy, you can go to Wordfire Shop. Yep. 
Exactly. So yeah, that's all through us. Which is brilliant, and that anybody could do that. Yeah, and that's so. That is what he's sending out. Is he's sending out the same link to all to everybody? So everybody's getting the same link because he's just sending it out as a free short story, and and he wants everybody to enjoy it. And that's that's cool. We also have this feature that we call that we use called print codes, and what it allows you to do is actually create business cards or bookmarks or postcards or uh, things like that, where each individual card has its own unique code on it that you can give to somebody. And then that person can go and download their copy of the book. And then that code becomes inactive, right? So they, you can hand them out at, at fairs. You can hand them out. We have authors that hand them out at farmer's markets and things like that. Some authors use those to sell. They go to craft fairs and they put all their books out in front of a table. And when you buy it, they give you the code to go and get the ebook version of that book. So it's actually really cool because a lot of people still read paperbacks. So if you showed up at a, at a craft fair or you showed up somewhere in, in person at a conference and you wanted to carry your books with you, obviously you want to have paperbacks. There are a lot of people that read those. But for somebody like me, I'm personally not going to buy your paperback. I don't read anything in paperback anymore. I read everything in ebook. But if you had a card where you could sell me your ebook for five bucks and then I can just go download my copy, that's exactly what I'm looking for. That's exactly what I want as a reader. And so print codes is just one of those little features that we built. We actually built it for authors who go to conferences who want to be able to hand out or sell their stories and their ebooks while they are out in public and out in person. So we call it carrying your ebooks in your pocket. And that's called print codes. Yeah, C O D E S. Yeah. And really what it is is just unique. You generate a, a, a collection of unique codes for a book, and then each one of those codes is good for one download of that book. So you don't have to use them as print. We call them print codes because that's what we designed them for, and that's where we kind of push you towards. But technically, if you generate 100 unique codes and then you go and you give them out via email and say, here's your code, and here's your code, and here's your code, each one of those is unique to that reader for that book. And once they've downloaded it, then that code dies and is no longer valid anymore. I get it. Several years ago, I remember working with a company and we would buy these, um, these little plastic, they're like credit card size chips and you'd print your book cover on it and it was a unique code that we passed out at conventions and then people would download it and it would be a one use only type of, a, of, of an affair, but we then also got all the contact information from them. Right. Wherever you, wherever you asked for when you, when you created that card, you get minimally the name and email, but you could get, you know, whatever demographic you wanted to ask for, whether they provided it or not is another thing. Right. But is that, is that like what this is? Yeah. When you create a batch of print codes, you can say, and I want to offer them the opportunity to sign up for my newsletter. And if they choose to do that, then they would immediately automatically get subscribed to your newsletter. Let's say you're on MailChimp or MailerLite, then that subscriber would get passed through. So not only do they get their book, but then yes, they've, they've agreed to sign up for your mailing list and they get added to your list. That's way cool. So now we've been talking about all these great things. But I know one thing, especially, and this is something that after we met in uh, Colorado Springs, I was wondering, like, so I'm a, new, I'm a, a burgeoning author, and I'm, I'm anxious to go. So is what you have to offer, is it for indies, or can it just be like a, a self-published author who wants to get a break, or does it go through for all? Can it go for the, the self-publishing, the indie publishing, and the traditional 
Um, it works. So we have authors across the entire spectrum. Kevin is a perfect example of somebody who's a hybrid. He has some of his self-published novels. He also has most of his work is still in the traditional published world, but he can write a short story or some kind of story that he wants to then give away as a piece of bonus content. So think about this, right? If you're a traditionally published author and you've, you've got your book out there, I read a lot of tour books. I'm a big fantasy sci-fi reader. And so I'm on tours mailing list and, and I read a lot of their books. But right. now every time I open up a tour book at the beginning and the end of the book, because it's published by them is a nice big red button that says, join our newsletter. Now those readers, they're signing up for tours newsletter. They're not signing up for Damon J. Courtney's newsletter, even though I'm the one that wrote the book. And that's because Tor knows what they're doing and they're not stupid. They want to get those readers onto their list because they have more books to sell them. But your right. job as an author is to sell your books. So what, you know, if you're traditionally published, and this is assuming that under your contract rights, you still own your IP, which you should, just because you can't give away that book, right? The, it, the book that you traditionally publish, you can't give that to somebody as a free copy. You don't technically own that book. Your publisher does. But there's no reason that you can't write a short story using those same characters, that you could write a prequel novella, depending on your contracts again. Um, as a traditionally published author, your job is even harder to try and get those readers out of the publisher's ecosystem and into yours so that the next time you have a book out, whether it be traditionally published or whether you decide to indie publish a book, you want to be able to communicate directly with those readers. And for the longest time, this is what the authors were doing and the publishers really hadn't caught on to this whole thing, right? Now, every book that I buy, the publisher's newsletter sign up is right there at the beginning and right at the end of the book because they figured out the value of of communicating directly with those readers. And as a perfect example, I'll give you a, a so tour every month, they give away a free ebook. And it it's brilliant. It's it's they're almost they're always backlist titles. Um, they're usually in correlation with a new release. Like, for example, hey, here's book five of this series is releasing this month. And by the way, here's book one for free if you haven't read it yet, right? Mm -hmm. So I go and I download my free book from Tor, and I get hooked on the series, and bam, I'm immediately going to buy through books two, three, four, and the new one, book five. That is what you want to be doing as an individual author. That is where you want to be driving that traffic and getting those people onto your list. And so while you can't give away the, the books that you've traditionally published, that doesn't stop you from writing other things that you can use as bonus content, as reader magnets, so that when readers do get onto your website, you can say, hey, I have this free story that you can sign up and get, and now I have the reader's email address. So indies do this all the time. And in fact, most indies are, are set up in such a way that when you get to the end of the book, the call to action, the thing that they want you to do is to click here and go sign up for my newsletter and give you a free thing as, an, as a gift for, for signing up. Most indies that are are set up are doing it that way because they've already seen the value in in keeping that list and getting that list of readers directly, so that when the next book comes out, when you have a new short story, when you have an, when you're in an anthology, when you have something else to sell, even if it's uh, traditionally published or indie published, whatever you have you have that direct line of communication with those readers so that you can tell them what you're doing as an author and also convince them, you know, talk to them more about yourself, the kinds of books that you write so that they're interested in reading your other books as they come out. I get it. There's various formulas, you know, and, and over, the, over the years of like, you know, if you give away a thousand books, 10,000 books, 
that is going to create that that wave that's going to eventually come over and wash over everything and and uh, Valhalla opens up its gates and the uh, angels and seraphim start singing. What's the I know I remember back when at the book expos when it used to be book expo or when actually it used to be the ABA mm-hmm. American Bookseller Association back when they just invented paper. <laughs> but there used to you know that was the mentality of like you just you'd give away literally you'd have mountains of books that you'd give away to the booksellers when they used to you know come to the to the show there so how's that transitioned today in terms of trying to build that um i guess that audience well so so let's say that you're a new author and you just have your first book out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I need to, I, I want to try to build an audience. People don't know who, know who I am yet, right? So right. the big big authors don't have a problem getting people to read them. People have read them for years. I have authors that I've read for 30 years, and when they have a new book out, I go buy it, right? And that is what you want to try to build as as a new author is that that those super fans the people that they read your stuff they fall in love with your books and your writing and they say oh i'm definitely going to buy any book that this guy or this person publishes right right and that's what you're trying to do but in order to do that you've got to get people in the door first and you've got to get people to give you a chance and discover you back in the day you know you would walk into a bookstore I would walk through the fantasy section. I would look at the spines. I would look at the covers and I'd go, ooh, that looks like a cool cover. I'd flip to the back. I'd read the description. I might read the inside jacket or I might start the the first paragraph or the first chapter and go, okay, this looks like something I would like. And I'd pick it up. In a digital world, that's a lot harder. Not, Not only because people don't, you're not going to get on a website and browse nearly as much as you would have if you were just walking through a casually walking through a bookstore. Right. But at the same time, there are so many more books that are published today every year than there would have been 10 and 20 years ago. And so you have to find a way to stand out and you have to find a way to get for, for readers to give you a chance. There's so many things that they could be reading. Why do I want to read your book? So what we see authors doing is, as an example, if you've only got that first book out, well, don't you don't want to give them the first book. That's the only one that you've got. You don't want to be just giving away piles and piles of books for free. Now, maybe if you've got six books in a series, giving away the first book, perfectly reasonable thing to do. Because if I get you hooked on the first book and you like it, you're going to buy the other five and I'm going to make all my money there. And that is what publishers have been doing for decades, right? It's what marketing does with their loss leaders. I'm, I'm going to lose money on this thing, but that's okay because when you buy this thing, I'm going to make money on all these other things on the back end. Right. So as an author, you're not necessarily giving away that first book if that's the only one that you've got, but consider going and writing a, a novella or a short story or a prequel that that leads into that book. And the reason that that works really well is Readers have so many books to choose from now that oftentimes picking up a, a brand new novel of a novelist they've never heard of and giving them a shot is, is actually, you know, if you've written a 200, especially if you're in fantasy and you've written a 250,000 word doorstopper, you're asking a pretty big commitment of me, the reader, when I don't know who you are and I don't know if your books are that good yet. So here, take this novella that's only 15,000 words that leads into the series. So if you read this novella and you like the characters and you like my writing style, this is the kind of adventure that we're going to go on. So if you like this, you're really going to like my series. And so now what I'm doing as an author is I'm asking a very, very small commitment, maybe an hour of your time to try me out, see if you like this book. And if you do, you're going to like the kinds of books that I write. And that's really what that that sort of reader magnet or that free 
initial sort of bonus is for, is to show you the kind of writer that I am and convince you that my books are the kind that you want. I get it. Now, how much is BookFunnel a resource for building reviews of a title? Because it's been, you know, is it something that you can just send out then, your BookFunnel, your invites for and sending people to the, the book and then build a review, even though it's not going to be a paid review like you have to have on Amazon, but maybe Goodreads would show it. So how, what's the best way you see that that would be used to be able to get reviews? So we generally recommend that that authors start building a review team from their existing newsletter, from their existing mailing list. So right. you've put your reader magnet out there and you've gotten people to, to join your list because they were already interested in the stuff that you were publishing. And that's a good place to start. Now, what you want to do is, you know, a little bit of email marketing. And I know that that's kind of a, a bad word and people don't like the word marketing. But what we're really talking about is, is being sincere and being you as an author and reaching out and saying, hey, I hope you enjoyed my reader magnet. You wouldn't say that that way, but whatever. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you haven't read it yet, here's a link to download it. And that links back to BookFunnel. And then um, if you have read it, what did you think? What was your favorite character, right? Are you excited to read the rest of the series or have you even started book one? Now, mm -hmm. what you'll find is that a lot of people won't reply to that, but some people will. And those are the people that you want, people that are active and people that respond. Uh, and so when they respond and say, I did like the story, I immediately picked up book one and started reading it. Ah, you are exactly the kind of person that I want reviewing my books. So then you reply and say, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. First of all, you... Uh, again, we're so steeped in this stuff that that we think that everybody already knows what we know. Most readers in the world have never, ever heard from an author that they loved. Not once. Uh, growing up as a kid, you know, there was, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have Twitter, you didn't have where you could literally just reach out to every author that you read their books and just say, I loved your book and have them actually reply to you. That's a very new recent develop and development and readers are still not sort of used to that. Most of them are so thrilled that you even bothered to take the time to write to them. Right. And so, and, and it could be, it could be a canned email that sounds, um, a bit more like you. And that's what you want to try to do. So even though it's an automated email that says, hey, I hope you like the book. What was your favorite character? When you then reply back to that reader who took the time to reply to you, and I will say you should stop and take the time to reply to every reader. They're so thrilled that you have that you took the time to do that. So now not only do you have a reader who is a, a, a fan of your work, but they are the exact kind of reader that you want reviewing your books. They already like your books, right? So you're you're not asking for a dishonest review by saying, would you like to be review my books? But I already kind of have an in that, that you liked my stuff, right? So you're the kind of reader that I want. And now I'm offering and saying, hey, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed the books. Would you consider leaving a review? And more importantly, would you consider joining my review team um, it would mean that you would get the next book when it comes out for free in exchange for going and leaving a review, if that's something that interests you. And they reply back and they go, yes, absolutely, because people love free books. And you definitely love free books from the authors that you were already planning to buy their books anyway. So the, the kind of people that will reply to your emails are the kind of people who will also go and leave reviews. When you use a service where you're, you're going to go and you put your, your book out there and just sort of 
offer it up to anybody who's willing to, to leave a review. Um, you'll get a lot of people who download it and then never review. You'll get a lot of people who download it and then leave a review like book was good because they are required to, they feel like they're required to leave a review in order to get a copy. Or some of these services will require you to, if you don't leave reviews, you won't get any future books, which is technically against Amazon's terms of service, but whatever, they do it anyway. And so then people just go and leave reviews like book good, right? And that's not what you want. That's not what you want to see on your reviews. You want real, genuine reviews from people that genuinely enjoyed your books. And so by building your list first and then individually reaching out to those people, so not just flopping your book out there for everybody and their dog to review, but but cultivating a list of reviewers means that when that next release comes out, you're going to have a list of people that are already predisposed to like your books. They've already liked your other books. So hopefully, assuming that you didn't screw the whole thing up, uh, they like the new book. And when it comes out, I'm totally willing to give you guys a free copy to go and get those early reviews when the book is released. Most of the time, when they really like your books and they really like you as an author, and again, this is what you're talking about, getting readers to really like you as an author, not just your books, but becoming friendly and they really enjoy you as the author, those readers, not only do they get the free copy early, they'll then go and buy the book when it comes out on Amazon so that they can leave a verified review. And you can do that. You can do it in ways. What you were talking about is, yes, if I give you the book for free, if I give you the book via book funnel, and then you go and review it, your review is unverified because you haven't purchased a copy of the book. But if your book is in Kindle Unlimited, now they're, they're, I, I've heard that they're allowing Kindle Unlimited reviews to be verified. But even if not, what you do, what I've seen authors do is they do what they call a soft launch, which is two, three days before they announce the book to the world, they put it up on Amazon, they make it 99 cents, and then they go and they tell their reviewers, hey, the book is now up. If you could, if you have the means, you know, buy it for a dollar while it's while it's on sale and then go and leave your review so that it's verified, the price is gonna go up to full price at 4.99 or 8.99 in three days. And a lot of those readers, especially the ones who are true fans of your work, yeah, they'll pay a dollar. They'll pay the dollar so that their review really helps you. Good. Okay, so now, you're familiar with Writers of the Future. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to do, we're going to do a pretend scenario here. Let's pretend I've got we're a series of book sets <laughs> that's been out there for 38 years, every year coming out with uh, a new volume. And so we had our awards event at the beginning of April, and that was very, very successful. And there we, we launched the, uh, the ebook. And due to the current problems with paper, the print book won't be out for another month. I don't, I don't know how much you're familiar with that. That's not your problem because you're all dig- you're Mr. Digital. No, but we, we keep up with everything going on with publishing, and it's, it's, a, it's a big problem. Supply chain's a big problem for everybody right now. Exactly. So now uh, we've got this book. It's, it's um, Everyone Hubbard Presents Writers of the Future. Now we just, it's volume 38 that we're in now, so 38th year. It remains one of the best-selling anthologies, but we always want it to be bigger, better best-selling. Right. So how would BookFunnel be a resource that, because we also then have, 12, no, this year we have a published finalist too, so we have 13 new writers and we've got a dozen artists being newly published as professionals now. They're, they themselves are not known names, but how could we best take advantage of BookFunnel? And this is something that just a scenario that other indies and other authors um, could be similar th- to what they've got there, but 
Um, we've got these unknown authors who are rapidly becoming known. How would BookFunnel be best utilized? And I won't hold you anything, but how, how could it best be utilized to get the, the biggest bang for this release for launching of these careers and, and generating the most interest in the book? So I, I would probably say that for a lot of people, now I know exactly what Writers of the Future is, and I know what to expect from these volumes, right? But I would be willing to bet that a lot of people do not. So they they don't know what they're looking at. They're, they're looking at volume 38, which seems pretty like, oh, they've been doing this for a long while. I don't know what to expect. What I would probably do if I were publishing uh, Writers of the Future volume 38, um, I would pick out a few, just a couple of those short stories from that anthology, and I would put those up as reader magnets on BookFunnel. And the two things that I would do is, number one, I would definitely make it a, a newsletter sign up because if you're going to give something away for free, getting people on to the Writers of the Future newsletter is a great way to tell them about the new things. And for, obviously, a lot of people out there don't know what Writers of the Future is. They don't know why you're putting out this volume of all these short stories. They don't know that these short stories came from people just like them who had a great idea and submitted it and, and were accepted into this anthology. And some of them were big winners for, for Writers of the Future. And so not only are you, are you advertising, here is this volume of amazing science fiction, but hey, listen, if you've ever thought about writing a story, you could submit one too right? You could be the next writer of the future. And so on that newsletter sign up, I'm giving away a couple of the short stories, maybe, maybe not the best one, but so certainly, I mean, all of them are great, right? They wouldn't have made it into the volume if exactly. they had great stories. So any of those stories are a perfect sample of exactly what you're going to get if you pick up this anthology. What I like about that is doing samples is really difficult if what you're giving people is, say, the first three chapters of a book. Uh, most readers that we've seen on, on BookFunnel, they will pick up a sample, but not usually unless it's a writer that they already know and they're familiar with and they're excited, right? George R. R. Martin released, uh, if he dropped the first four chapters of The Winds of Winter, everybody would be all over that, right? But as, a, as an author that I've never heard of, reading three chapters of your stuff and then not getting the rest of the book kind of isn't all that interesting. But what you're doing with uh, an anthology is these are all different kinds of short stories. They're all science fiction. So uh, you you have a market that you're targeting. But here are here's an example of a couple of stories from this anthology. If you really like these stories, you're going to want to pick up the rest of the anthology because the rest of the stories are in, in here are amazing, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're doing two things. You're building up a newsletter, which I know Writers of the Future already has one, but you're, right. you're, you're helping to add more people to that newsletter. So just like Tor, I can tell you about the new things, the new stories that are coming out, and of course, the Writers of the Future contest, because so many people out there that are not authors yet, but, you know, kind of dream that maybe one day I could be an author, right? And they, so you've, you have a self-selecting audience because if it's a reader who is not interested in science fiction, they didn't pick up the short stories. They didn't care. You made it very clear just by looking at the cover what kind of stories are going to be in this anthology. So you've already kind of self-selected down to the people that got those, those, those free short stories. They are readers of science fiction, um, they love science fiction because they're will, they want to read these short stories. And now you've hit them with two out of 14 stories. And if they're really good, I definitely want to go to read the rest of the stories in this anthology. Wow. That um, makes a lot of sense what you just said there. So now with, with Book Funnel, so this sounds like a really good thing. So one thing we've not spoken about is, is cost. So now mm -hmm. I'm a 
whether I'm a self-published, I've got my one book, I want to be able to go out there and, and make my mark in publishing history, or I'm an indie publisher, or I'm an author who's got a bunch of books out there. Is there a, a scale or how does it work on terms of fees and costing with BookFunnel? So the, our, what we call our first-time author plan starts at $20 a year. And that's, I mean, it comes out to like $1.66 a month. And that plan is we'll do all the, we'll handle all the ebook delivery for your reader magnets um, and direct sales. So if you, one thing we didn't really talk about is, is sales, the authors who are out there building their own bookstores, doing their own sales, and then we handle the delivery of that. All of that is available on the first time author plan for $20 a year. Um, the only thing that we don't do is we don't collect the reader's email address and subscribe them to your mailing list on that plan. There are a lot of authors and, and most mailing list services that that you could sign up for, they already have those tools. So if you've already set up, let's say you've already built your newsletter and you're already getting subscribers, you can sign up for that $20 a year plan and BookFunnel will just step in and do the delivery of the reader magnet that you're offering. Everything else is already going to be done on your mailing list side. The next plan, uh, the next account up, which pretty much gives you all the features that, that you can use on BookFunnel, everything we've talked about, print codes, uh, direct sales, group promos, which we haven't talked about, but uh, all the other things you can do. And that plan starts at 10 bucks a month or $100 a year if you um, if you sign up annually, you get two months for free. So it's we tried to make it, I mean, as an indie author myself, I, I know that there's a lot of costs out there to get started. There aren't, right. I mean, there aren't nearly as many as there used to be, right? You know, you can pick up a, a copy of Scrivener for 45 bucks. Um, you can really just use a Word doc for free, or you can use, you know, LibreOffice or, or OpenOffice, any, anything, right? There's, there are a lot of ways to do it. But we always wanted BookFunnel to be affordable no matter where you were in your author journey, whether you were just starting out or whether you're a huge best-selling author that makes millions of dollars a year. We wanted to make it really accessible to everyone. I, I really... You know, I still see posts all the time. They're like, well, why do I need BookFunnel? Can't I just email them the EPUB file? Please, no, please don't do that. That's, you're just, you're, all you're doing is asking your readers to take on a project. For, for literally $20 a year, BookFunnel will handle all of that for you. And we'll handle all the tech support. That's the, the biggest thing that you get. When readers do struggle, and you will have some readers that struggle and, and are unable to get the book onto their Kindle or onto their Kobo, our support team is there 365 days a year, even on Christmas, to help those readers get those books into their devices and help them through the steps. So, you know, for $20 a year, we'll take on all of that support. Anybody who has problems, we will take over and we will handle all of that. So please don't email people a PDF and then and, and just let it let it go with that. Okay, now you mentioned there's, there's another program too that you offer, but we haven't spoken about. Yeah, well, so direct sales was is something I, I briefly talked about in the intro, but um, that has been one of our biggest um, growth features in the last couple of years. And what it allows you to do is, as a pub, we have publishers who've set up their entire bookstore online, and you can now buy direct all of their books right from their publisher store, and BookFunnel will handle the delivery of all those books. So outside of Amazon, outside of Kobo, and their their books are still available on all of those publishers. What this started with was we had a uh, we had a romance publisher who who publishes sweet clean romance, right? So mm -hmm. no cursing, uh, no explicit sex, none of that sort of stuff. And what they were finding was their readers would find their books on Amazon, but if you're in romance, you're inevitably going to be shuffled in with books that are not sweet or clean. Right. Um, and those readers were just like, well, I love your books, but it's hard to find them with all of the other stuff that's out there when really what I want is just good, sweet, 
clean, wholesome romance, right? So they said, so this, as a publisher, that's all they published. And so they would say, oh, well, here, you can, you can look at our books over here. They would send people to their website with a list of all the books that they published and then immediately click away and go buy the book on Amazon, where Amazon takes a 30% cut of every sale that you make. So if you're going to send readers to your website, why not just sell the book directly yourself? So they set up, this. The, the publisher set up an entire bookstore where all of their books were available. Everything that they published was available directly from their website, usually at a discount. But the great thing about selling direct is you keep 94, 95% of, of every piece of the sale because BookFunnel doesn't take a cut. We don't take any cut of your sales. You do the selling. We're just here to do the delivery. So we don't take any cut of the sale. All the money, other than the transaction fees, all the money goes directly to you. But what the publisher was able to do was say, listen, if you love our books and you love sweet, clean romance, everything here on this store is exactly the kinds of books that you're listening for. You're not going to get any books over here that are not the sweet, clean romance books that you're looking for. And their sales blew up because readers now had a place where they could go and search and they knew that they were in a space where every book that's listed here is exactly the kind of book that I'm looking for. Maybe not, I'm not into cowboy romance, right? Romance readers, uh, I love romance readers because some of them are just hugely broad. Most of them are really specific. I, not just Regency romance, I like Highlander romance. So I only want to read about Scottish men in kilts. And that's exactly the kind of book that they want to read. But when you were browsing this publisher store, not Amazon, where you just get everything, all kinds of books under the sun, because Amazon breaks things down by categories. But, you know, technically anybody can choose any category that they want and their books will show up there. So here you are, you're on my website, and you're only going to get my books, and I can tell you exactly the kind of books that you're going to get from me. So BookFunnel just steps in to handle the delivery of that. We're not there to do the sale and handle the store. We don't handle the interactions with your customers. That is that is for you to do, because we want you to build your brand, not ours. We just step in if they need a little help getting it over to their reader. I get it. So then um, any other features of BookFunnel that we've not discussed, they, oh yeah, you didn't ask me about blah. Well, so the, the biggest one would, you know, when you're talking about new writers and just starting out and trying to find an audience, we have two big features that, that authors use um, to try and help build up that new audience. One is called group promos and the other one is called author swaps. Group promos is basically you come in and say, hey, listen, I write space opera science fiction I've found a promo that has a dozen other space opera science fiction authors, and we're all going to group up together, uh, and, and each of us puts our reader magnet into this promo, and so when you load the promo, there's 12 books, right? 12 space opera books, and I'm going to send this, this promo to my newsletter, and you're going to send it to your newsletter, and he's going to send it to his newsletter, and she's going to send it to hers. And the great thing is all of us, because we all write space opera, every reader on all of our lists is already predisposed to like the kinds of books that we write. You have built a list of space opera readers. I write space opera. They're going to like my books, or at least we're in the same wheelhouse, right? Mm -hmm. And what that means is that everybody shares and everybody gains new readers, right? We're often fond of saying in the, in the author business that, you know, just because a reader reads my book doesn't mean that they're not going to read your book, right? Most readers right. aren't just going out there going, well, I've read my one book for the year 
and I'm done, right? Especially the kinds of readers that we're talking about. They read books all the time. As soon as I finish reading the book I'm currently reading, I'm looking for what is the next book that I'm going to read. And so group promos are a way to find other authors in your genre and work with those authors because they already have readers that are going to like your books. And eventually, you will build up a list of the same. Now, I have a list of a 1,000 space opera readers, and I can work on sharing that with other authors, which brings to author swaps. Author swaps is like group promos, except it's individual. You, John Goodwin, you have your list. I have my list. We're both space opera authors. You mention my book in your newsletter. I'll mention your book in my newsletter, and boom, we'll both find some new readers. Okay, that makes sense. So now... Another question just popped up when you, you were saying that. I've got, every year I've got 12 new authors. So based upon, was there some way, because obviously this is like their first, sometimes they might have another, other books they've got out there or they've got things that are now, have since opened up since. We had from the, after the uh, awards ceremony up to about a week afterwards, there were six new contracts that were offered or signed with our winners. Yeah. Um, from that. So that was, that was pretty cool. But there's some way from what you're talking about there, we got these 12 writers. How could they best contribute to using Book Funnel to sell just um, a bucket load of writers of the future books? They don't have other books that they can do the, that you get this, you're going to get these other books here. But what would be some way that they could all contribute to this direction of, of making a bestseller for their, for their first release? So just linking to, first of all, just linking to the volume and saying, hey, I have an amazing short story in this anthology. And uh, I mean, you could link through to, to pages, but if if Writers of the Future had already set up a, a newsletter sign up, then what you would want to do is work with those authors to promote the newsletter sign up where somebody's going to sign up and they're going to get two of these short stories for free. So of the 14 authors of the 12 that you've published, Two of them are definitely have a reason to point people like, hey, you can now read my story in this anthology for free just by signing up. And by the way, the anthology is amazing. You should go and pick up a copy, right? And mm -hmm. the hope is that they're going to read those two stories and realize the kind of caliber of, of writer that are available in this anthology. And they're going to be excited to go pick that up. The rest of the authors, unless they... <laughs> unless they really hit it out of the park the very first time they wrote a short story and got selected and won Writers of the Future, chances are good they have other short stories they've submitted in years past, mm -hmm. or they have other stories that they never submitted because it wasn't right for Writers of the Future or they didn't feel like it was good enough. They all have these other stories sitting on their hard drive somewhere that they can then also use as a reader magnet. Something that says, hey, listen, I'm offering up this free story it didn't make it. It was a it was a semifinalist, but it didn't quite make it last year or the year before. But it's a great story. I think you might like it. And by the way, you should pick up. I am in the new volume thirty eight of Writers of the Future. You should go and pick up a copy here. Right. That that's how I would do it because the each of those individual authors is trying to do two things. One, I'm trying to show you my writing so mm -hmm. that I can encourage you to come and get my books as I as I write more. Because like you said, I, I don't have, this is my first story. This is my first time being published. I don't have other books out yet, but I want to start building up that rapport with readers. And I want you to know the kinds of books that I write. And at the same time, I'm also trying to get people to go buy more copies of that Writers of the Future because I'm in that. I get it. Okay, so... Um I'm having a lot of fun with this interview. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, the, the beauty is, and, and the thing that we've discovered over the years with, with BookFunnel is, we try to build the tools that authors can use to, 
to do all these amazing things, right? Print codes came about because authors were going to a big conference and they didn't have time or they didn't have the inclination to go and print up. Uh, they couldn't find the logistics of how to carry a hundred paperbacks with them on the airplane. So how can I just go and give away a hundred eBooks? Ah, well, we created print codes so that they'd have a way to do that, right? All mm -hmm. of the features that we've built in BookFunnel over the last seven years, they came directly from our authors. Our authors were asking us, we need a feature that does this. Could BookFunnel build that? And we would say, yes, we can build that. So all the features that we've built over the years, they've all came from authors who had these great ideas for things that they wanted to do because they're always out there. Those authors are crafty, right? They're always <laughs> out there thinking up new things like, hey, I have this thing where I want to sell. If you buy a copy of my, you know, series, then you get a free copy to give to somebody else, right? Those kinds of things are, you, you can't do, Amazon's not going to do that with you, right? Mm -hmm. You can't go to, to Barnes and Noble and say, hey, could you make this special thing for me? And they say, no, we're not going to do that. We don't do that. With BookFunnel, we try to build those tools so that you can do that. So that if you have some great, crazy idea that nobody's ever tried before, you can just try it. Use the tools that we have and give it a shot. That's great. Now, one thing that we've got too, and we're down to our last five minutes here. One thing is we, are, as Galaxy Press, we publish all the fiction works of Elvin Hubbard. So obviously he passed away in 1986. And so other than Mission Earth, which had been written before, we, before he passed away. And so they were released. We've got uh, what you see is what we got. You know, mm -hmm. it's nothing new coming out. So... We've, we did the uh, Stories from the Golden Age, which had 153 stories in 80 volumes. We've got Battlefield Earth, which continues to be a perennial bestseller. We're about ready to come out with Mission Earth, which is a 10-volume series. Um, when they released in the 80s, they were all New York Times bestsellers, and so now we're ready to come out with them again. And they're just as current now as they were back then on, on the social satire that, that he brought forth. How would uh, Book Funnel best be used in for a reissue of a previous bestseller where it's been, you know, like two, three, four decades? Um, I would probably start with uh, any kind of, any of the stories that that he's written that would lead into like the mission. So talk, let's, let's take the Mission Earth series, for example, right? Mm -hmm. um, putting out a really great, so, you know, when you upload your book to the, to the stores, they'll often let readers sample the book, but the sample is cut to whatever they think the sample should be, right? So I think you should only give a 5% sample, or here's just the first three pages of the book. I would consider putting out the first volume, or at the very least, a really great, chunky sample of, of the first volume, right? Mm -hmm. So that, uh, and, and, and again, you can tie this to your newsletter so that you can say, hey, sign up for Writers of the Future and get the first 18 chapters of Mission Earth. Not three chapters, not two chapters, not something lame, give them something really meaty so that once they get into the book, and I tell authors this all the time, since you can create your own samples, um, you should probably stop the sample wherever your best hook is. So at the end of chapter four, if that's where your gut punch hook is, stop at the end of chapter four, because that's immediately going to have them wanting to go buy the book and jump into the rest of the book, right? Nobody, mm -hmm. people can read three three pages of a book and decide that they don't want to read it or they do, you know, maybe I want to finish this later. Somebody who gets 50% of the way through the book and they're tearing through it, they're going to go on and buy the rest of the book. If you've made it this far, then you probably want to know what happens with the rest of the story. So especially if you have a really long series like that, um, I would even consider offering up the first book for free. Just saying, here you go, we're reissuing the entire series. You can read the entire first book here for free. 
sign up for our newsletter, right? Ah, mm-hmm. Always get them, get, get the newsletter. Cause then number one, now you can start emailing them and say, Hey, I hope that you're loving the series. Don't forget there's seven more volumes or there's nine more volumes in this series to read. You know, what have you loved about it so far? Again, engaging with those readers. But if if you give them book one on a deep series like that and they love it, they're going to go on and buy the rest of the series. The second thing that I would do is put all those books up for sale directly from Writers of the Future or directly from your website. Doesn't mean that you can't publish the books on Amazon and Kobo and Barnes and Noble and everywhere else in the world, right? And you should. You should have your books out there anywhere that you can possibly sell them. But you can also put them up on your own website sell them direct to take most of the profit because you can offer deals off of your website that you wouldn't necessarily offer to everybody else. We have authors that will, for example, um, we have a great author who she gives away the first book for free. So you can, you, she has a, I think it's like a six book series. So she gives away the first book for free. And then once you sign up for her newsletter, she says, thank you for joining my newsletter. I hope you enjoy the book. Here's the book. Then her second email says, by the way, if you like the book, it's actually a six-book series. I'll sell you the box set directly from my from me for $14.99. Now, each one of those books on Amazon is $5. So if I'm selling you five more books of a five of a six-book series, I've already given you the first one for free. Um, I'm selling you five more books for $25, or you know, you could buy it directly from me for $14.99. So what you get out of that is not only do you get profit, you get 90 something, 90 plus percent of the profit on a $15 sale. I know one, I have your email address and I know who you are as a reader. And two, I know that you'll buy books directly from me. So now I have a fan. I have somebody, I have the data that says that I know you will buy books directly from my website. And you're exactly the kind of reader that I want to cultivate as I continue to publish more books. You're the kind of reader that I want to, I want to make sure it ends up on my list and becomes a super fan of my work because then you will buy everything that I publish for the rest of my life. Right. Well, that's, that's amazing. And this has been really, really good. And um, I'm so sorry that our hour is up right now because um, I could talk so much more. Every time you say something, I'm like, oh yeah, but what about, and what about? So this is, <laughs> this is great. And um, I really am hoping that people listening to this interview take this seriously. This is like amazing what you've made available for the, for the writer and for the indie publisher to really to make that mark and to there's so much noise out there and how do you get yourself heard um conventions well maybe they're starting to come back out again but yeah. even there just being able to provide your your books at, at conventions what you're talking about there with uh with a little cards that somebody can get and with um just being able to go out and get yourself heard there's like i said there's just there's so many things going on there that, that vie for people's attention that you provide a viable way for them to do that. And it's, and it's such a good cost. That's one thing too, when you go, when you do the convention drill or, or go to even going to the, uh, the book shows, the publishing shows, that's a lot of money you have to put out there. And what you provide is almost the same quality as what we used to get when we used to go to the book expo, the trade, the regional shows, the, all those types of shows to be able to get somebody to just check out your book and buy it and tell others to buy the book. Absolutely. And uh, this is amazing what you've done. Thank you. So one more time. So how do people, how does a, an author find out about you and the various programs you've got to offer? Bookfunnel.com. It's, we, we don't try to get tricky about it. It's pretty easy to find us. <laughs> so yeah, bookfunnel.com. We have a list of all of our features. We, we try to do a really good job of describing what it all is. Um, if you have any questions, just email help at bookfunnel.com. Our people are there 
all the time and they're very knowledgeable, really smart people, and they're always there to help. That's great. Well, thank you very much, Damon. And thank you for listening. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We've also been syndicated on the United Public Radio Network where you can find these podcasts as well. Writers of the Future series can be purchased wherever books are sold in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., Australia, and South Africa, and available everywhere else via Amazon.com. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elwin Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. Again, thank you very much, Damon. Hey, thanks for having me, John.